It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. He scores! Score! Score! The San Jose Sharks proudly present Sharks Hockey Digest. Here's your host, Dan Rusinowski. Welcome to our reaction show, the first one of the summer, and it is a big one as the San Jose Sharks have announced the acquisition of a first-round draft selection, three players from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Eric Carlson, Dylan Hamilton, and a 2026 third-round selection. All of this part of a massive blockbuster three-team trade with the Montreal Canadiens, and we are all here on the behalf of the Sharks Audio Network to take part in the reaction. First things first, though, Mike Greer, general manager of the San Jose Sharks, had some thoughts in a meeting with the media earlier today. Um, but first off, I just, I just wanted to thank uh, Hasso and and Jonathan for their support throughout this process. It's been a long, uh, kind of a long grind throughout not only the regular season, but the summer to get this done. And, um, you know, their support through this, through this whole thing has been great. And I also want to wish, wish Eric the best um him and his wife melinda and their, and their family you know wish them all the best and good luck and uh health and success and happiness in pittsburgh you know i really enjoyed working with eric and getting to know him personally well, we had a remarkable season guys drew amenda randy Hahn, brett hedekin all with me on this call today and randy i want to start with you just about the monumental nature of this deal what it means for the sharks and what eric carlson has meant for the team well, it is probably the biggest trade of uh, of this offseason since the uh, Stanley Cup was was captured. Um, you know, it's it's kind of uh, a bittersweet day. Again, it reminds me of the Timo Meyer trade day. Uh, it's you're basically trading your best player, one of your best players, and the Sharks have unfortunately have to had to have done that now uh, twice in a row with Meyer going to New Jersey. And uh, and now Eric Carlson moving on to Pittsburgh, but this was certainly no surprise. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a stunning day. Uh, this has been a, a, a trade that's been in the wind for months and uh, finally comes down today. Uh, obviously, Eric Carlson is coming off the best season he's ever had in his three time Norris Trophy winning career. So his contribution this past season, uh, it goes without saying. But then the flip side of it is even with the best offensive defenseman in the NHL having a career year last year, the Sharks couldn't get close to a playoff spot with that player. So, uh, you know, great contribution by Eric last year. I think his lack of being able to still stay healthy in some of his prior seasons uh, held him back. And we might have even seen more excellence from Carlson. He'll always be remembered for uh, sending Barkley Goodrow in on the winning goal in uh, in the uh, game seven against Vegas in 2019. And of course, many other highlights. But sadly, it brings the end to a, a chapter where the Sharks had one of the best players in the NHL under control uh, for four more years going forward. But it just didn't make sense. And and uh, and now Mike Greer has has, uh, you know, pulled the cord and made the decision to move on, take the assets uh, I'm impressed with what he was able to do as far as salary retention. That was 
remarkable that the Sharks didn't have to retain more than they did. But uh, sadly, uh, a, a, an elite player uh, is on his way out the door and the Sharks weren't able to uh, get to a Stanley Cup with him. Brett Hedekin with the managerial hat on, that has to be one of the great accomplishments really to be able to only have to retain $1.5 million over the next four years on a contract that big, which will then allow Mike to get more maneuverability to get the team back to where they need to be. Yeah, I'm impressed what Mike uh, set out to do. And I think he just stuck to his guns. And when you've got Kyle Dubas and, and Pittsburgh Penguins looking to make a deal for a top end player that can hopefully get them over the top with Eric Carlson, when you still got Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin still ready to want and wanting to win a, another Stanley Cup, uh, it worked for them. And I think it, you know, you really break this trade down. It worked for the Sharks. It works for Pittsburgh Penguins. And, you know, ultimately, I'm sure it works for Eric Carlson. He wants to have a chance to win. And, Sharks are in, in uh, a rebuild situation and a, a situation where they are trying to unload some of that salary, as you mentioned, and just having to uh, retain the 1.5 gives them more flexibility, gets three players for, for one in this situation and a draft choice. So I think Mike did a good job. And I think, you know, when you look at Pittsburgh, I'm sure they're happy as heck too to have a guy that comes off a Norris trophy as third, as Randy mentioned, uh, of his career. Well, you know exactly what Eric Carlson can do, and we saw that last season, but we really saw it, Drew, uh, over the course of the years that Eric was here, in spite of the fact that he wasn't healthy. I mean, I remember that, uh, you know, the hand pass by Timo Meyer that nobody saw except for everybody else in the building going right to EK65. That's uh, the kind of interesting that the, both those guys were involved. And uh, also, interestingly enough, the San Jose Sharks get some pretty decent veteran players back uh, Mike Hoffman knows how to score goals. Mikhail Granlin, and I'm told by my people in Pittsburgh that he's just somebody that hasn't been able to maximize yeah. his uh, his abilities with that organization. Maybe he needs a fresh start. And you know what? You and I were talking about this this morning, and maybe the underrated acquisition for the Sharks could be defenseman Jan Ruda in the deal. Right-handed shooting, D. Boy, you want to have those guys as much as you can. Uh, Two-time Stanley Cup winner, so you know the leadership and the the knowledge is there, the experience is there, and overall, guys, I look at what Mike has done on this trade, and wouldn't you guys think that they're a better team now going into this year? Even though Randy, I think your point is really well taken on the fact of you're losing an outstanding one of the best offensive defensemen in the game today, without a doubt. And it is sad in that regard, but his career path is on a different place of where the Sharks are right now. So overall, when we're looking at this, doesn't this bridge the gap from being where they were last year to maybe being closer to some of the more important games in March and April? Well, that's what I feel. I, I think that last season, one of the best analysts uh, of the entire year said that the Sharks had NHL players on the roster, but they all didn't belong on the same team. And I think that maybe there's a little bit more of a of a push in Mike Greer's direction as to what kind of a team he wants. But you have a guy who can score 30 goals and Anthony Duclair coming here. Uh, Philip Zadina is a first round draft pick yeah. that's never really been able to find himself in the NHL. Maybe he'll he'll be able to do that here. And, you know, those are two guys, along with the people you mentioned, Kyle Burrows, I think, is a really solid pickup on defense too. another right handed shooting defenseman. So you've got all of that. And, you know, I'm looking at the defense, too. You're looking at a whole bunch of guys that are under the age of 25 that are coming into the organization, whether it's Shahir Mukhamadulin, who might see some time in the NHL this year. Henry Thrun, probably you'll see action in both leagues. You got players like that to give a lot of hope. 
But then you've got some of these veteran players that I think might be able to to work together a little bit better. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, hope is is the word here. Uh, you know, when I look at, at the accumulation of, of guys here, and you just articulated the list, Danny, I'm specifically forwards. Maybe they should call themselves the misfits. Oh, no, somebody already tried. <laughs> yeah, that. somebody somebody um, did that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got a group here that, uh, you know, have been around the league. Uh, in most cases, you're talking about players who have been with more than one franchise. Um, Gramlin coming from Pittsburgh, but Nashville before that and had his best years in the NHL in Minnesota. And, and we can we can go down the list with uh, with Hoffman uh, in that regard. And and for both those two in particular, the last three or four years, four years in Hoffman's case, three years in Gramlin's case, they have been in decline. Their offensive numbers have been uh, lower each of the previous years. But uh, they're not extremely long in the tooth. I think Grandlin's 31. Uh, so so he's, he certainly hasn't reached a plateau age-wise where you'd expect he couldn't have a bounce-back year. And let's not forget, the Sharks are hoping players like Tomas Hurdle have a bounce back year. And so does Tomas Hurdle. He's talked about that in this summer. So th- there's a lot of hope here that uh, some players who are already on the roster, and I would include a, a Kevin LeBanc, for example, in, in that group of players you hope can can bounce back and have a better year than they had last season, along with this collection of players who have who've come from, uh, you know, East and West uh, conferences who haven't maybe had the greatest careers the last two or three years for whatever reasons and and hoping that some of these guys can they can hit with them they can they can have bounce back years and, and I think that's where you go into training camp there's a, a lot of hope and then we'll see if they can prove it Brett, I think one of the other big changes, obviously, is where is the offense going to come from and how are you going to get it without Brent Burns a couple of years ago being moved and now Eric Carlson off the defense. Pretty clear that the, that the focus is going to change in terms of producing that offense. How are they going to do it? Well, by committee, I, you know, you, Mike Greer mentioned a lot of that today uh, in his press conference. And look, I think winning isn't about one player. And it's, it's, it's about a lot of great players that are all committed to one, one cause and, and one game plan. I, I think what we're seeing here with the Sharks and what they're trying to do is, and as Randy and, and, and Drew mentioned, to losing a, a heck of a hockey player, uh, one of the best in the world right now, and Eric Carlson. But now they're going to try to do it with more, more NHL players in that roster, uh, pulling the rope together, trying to you know even out that scoring throughout the lineup and win some of those games last year that they were kind of right on the cusp of, of winning. And I think they talked about not having maybe the, the record that they wanted this last year. They thought they could have won a few more games, and hopefully with a few more of these players that they've been adding here, they'll win some more games this season. And also with the acquisition of Mackenzie Blackwood to play goal. I, I really like this young goaltender when he first started in the NHL. And I think that he's had several uh, years of problems with injuries and a variety of other factors. Ended up losing ground to a, a, a Achilles Schmidt over in New Jersey. So another chance for a reclamation project. But is, don't you think, Brett, that there's a lot of work to be done in nets with uh, with Coach Thomas Spear, with both Capo Kakinen and Mackenzie Blackwood? Yeah, look, I think uh, it almost goes back to the committee, right? It goes back to playing better defense as a five-man unit, uh, learning how to protect the goaltender better. And and I, I think overall, you know, I think the Sharks are just looking for a goaltender to and that consistent nightly getting in there and stopping all the ones that they're supposed to and, and stealing a few along the way. But I know that those are all cliches, but overall uh, – I think Blackwood was going to be a nice addition for the Sharks. I think Thomas Spear, I like his personality and the way he has worked with the goaltenders. 
And I think it'll be a, a good fresh start for Blackwood as well here with the Sharks. I talked to a uh, NHL goalie coach um, just recently about Mackenzie Blackwood and he loves him. And he goes kind of the same thought you had, Danny, is that he kind of got lost a little bit because of injuries, et cetera, in New Jersey. But he thinks this, and he's young. He's got a lot of potential. Um, he said a lot of good things about him. And he actually talked a lot about what Mike Greer had done. This was obviously before the trade today. But overall, looking at the improvements that Mike has made, it is some short-term pain when you lose a guy like Eric Carlson. But for the long-term gain, you're giving yourself some flexibility. You're adding some NHL players who have experience. And as Brett said, if it goes in the right way and you get this committee and you get this feeling of everybody's in it together and you're not just relying on one guy or two guys to, to carry the load, then this team can improve. So I think this, what this trade does, it, the biggest thing it does for me is that it, it gives Mike flexibility, maybe not a lot this year, but a little bit this year. And then moving forward, because we know this is going to be a bit of a project. We know it does provide the flexibility for Mike and, and Tommy Holy and the operations staff to be able to make moves in the future without having that huge salary uh, around their neck. Hey, Randy, what do you think about the fact that uh, that there are a whole bunch of players on the Sharks roster now that have, A, a lot of motivation because they're going to be unrestricted free agents at the end of the year, but B, Mike Greer does have some flexibility there going up to the trade deadline, especially if uh, if he needs to make a move then? Well, that's a that's a really good point, Dan. And, you know, I like the fact, and we've seen this two uh, off-seasons in a row heading into a year by Mike Greer now, players on the Barracuda are not going to be handed jobs. They are going to have to fight and beat out legitimate NHL players if they're going to have jobs on the roster, which I think, knowing the other three of you as I do, we <laughs> all agree with that philosophy. And, and maybe some players were handed jobs here in the past when they didn't really fight for those jobs as hard as maybe that it would have served them to or the organization, but that's in the past. And I like the fact that there's a, a group of veterans in place here now, and some of them we're talking about in this trade, who are going to force these young players who uh, hopefully will be the, the stars of the future for the Sharks to battle their way into the NHL and battle their way into the end of the lineup. And if they do, uh, then as you suggest, Dan, come March when it's trade deadline time and Mike Greer has to make decisions and I'm, you know, I'm, I haven't read anybody's prediction yet that has the Sharks in the playoffs next year, but you never know. But let's say the Sharks are not in a position to be in the postseason next year. Then Greer has the flexibility to flip a Hoffman or, or a Ruda or a Granlin, all players that would be uh, attractive ads at deadline time if they've had good seasons. So you're right on the money there, Dan. It's a win-win, I think, with these players. They've got an opportunity to push the young players to make the team better and help themselves along the way. I think that's a great way to wrap everything up. Uh, gentlemen, thanks a lot for your time. It's a really exciting time. We look forward to seeing you soon. You've been listening to Sharks Hockey Digest. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.